dear dad, today was a great day on the road. Sorry, I'm just a little queasy. I've been trying to write on the road and catch you up. <clears throat> today we settled everything up in Bullet. I wanted to go into the cool battle tower, but I'm still too much of a rookie. Then we ran into Shane. Ugh. I can barely keep my lunch down while saying his name. Ugh. Shane just gets under my skin. But Luke and I had fun at the aquarium gift shop, and we said bye to Big. I got a really cool backpack from the aquarium. We hit the road and... Ugh, and dropped off the professor at the manor. Mm -hmm. Stop for a quick battle and... Whew, I think I need a break. Seely. Order. Will you give me some water? Order. Uh, thanks. Uh, that's all for now. Uh, bye, Dad. Love, Pearl. Whoop. And we are back. Hi, everybody. Back and better than ever. So where we last left off, Pearl, you and Luca and Mason were on your way to the Inoki Woods to see what's going on with this shrine. You had a battle and actually George Foreman leveled up to three. Hey, Georgie. Looking fine. Ooh. Should I roll? Yeah, go ahead and roll new HP. It's a D6. Totally knew that, guys. What's she at now? She's 24 hit points now. Nice. Right? Flying higher. Well, cool. Let's go. Awesome. So you all are making your way down the road, and it's taken a good chunk of the afternoon. The sun's getting a little bit lower in the skies. You all are getting closer to the Inoki Woods. And what are you doing? Are you, like, just working on writing postcards to your dad, just seeing the sights? What's up? I think Pearl is the type of person that if she writes while driving, she gets really sick. So she tries that for a second, mm -hmm. and then she gets car sick. So then... She ends up, I want to say braiding Seely's hair, but Seely doesn't have hair. Correct. Um, okay, so I think Pearl tries to write some postcards to her dad, but then she starts to get really dizzy and car sick, so she ends up just snuggling with a Seely in the little sidecar. That makes perfect sense. Thanks. So as you were, like, attempting to write for a little bit, Luca kind of looks over and says, Are you still writing those postcards? Oh, yeah, every day. Whoa. Oh, oh. Sorry, ooh, you okay? Yeah, you know, sometimes when you burp and then... Oh, no. Seely, it's happening. Do I need to pull over? No, no, I'm okay. Seely, hold my cheeks. Ooh. Oh, they're so cold. And we just start to snuggle. Cool. Why don't you write postcards? Uh, no, I mean, usually I just, like, call or text somebody if I need to get a hold of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, that would be nice. But my dad, he, he's kind of off the grid. Um, he doesn't want to be on the grid, and he's fearful of the grid. In fact, he has a grid to try to destroy all the grids. I'm just joking about that last part, but no, no, no. Captain Ron, he's off the grid on purpose. No other connection besides snail mail. Any particular reason for that, that uh, he's just off the grid? Yeah, I kind of know it, but I kind of don't. Oh, all right. Sorry, I don't. I don't want to pry or anything. No, no. Like if I had like a totally solid answer, I'd give it to you. But you know, my dad was just—he sometimes gets a little um protective or like hermity. Um, hermity. That's the right word. Like he loves his ship and he doesn't like when things change. And so when my mom died, he just liked to kind of shut off the world. And that's when we came an Arctic cruise and we went to the Arctic for like my first four years of life. Um, and he just was like really off the grid then. Wowza. Oh. 
His beard was long. I was literally about to ask about the beard. Yeah, the beard was long and grody. A lot of food in there. A lot. If he would held, if he hold, held me when I was little, I would sometimes get a little snack. Oh, I hate that. I loved it. Well, sorry, I I didn't want to dig into your business or anything. I, I was just curious why, you know, you didn't have a pokey gear before or anything, or you didn't you know, call him or whatever. That makes sense, though. Yeah, he realized that he wasn't learning English fast enough, so then he kind of, well, like, Franklin kind of slapped him into it and said, like, focus, dude, you got a kid, you got a raise. Still, so then, um, then he was like, maybe we'll become a tropical cruise again, and that way she can interact with other human beings, but I don't really want to interact with a ton. But he's gotten better. So I don't really know all the reasons he's off the grid, but I know that's a big one. All right, well, thanks for sharing that. Oh, yeah, no worries. I'm an open book, man. <laughs> See they on my cheeks. <laughs> so you all continue, and you actually have gone down the split on the road, and you are in the Enoki Woods. Before too long, you all make your way to the place. You and Luca recognize where you went off of the actual route, and you see where you had gone into the forest before. Oh, Luca, this is it. Yeah, no, this pl- this looks familiar. This is a spot for sure. Maybe we should get off our bikes. I don't want to make too many treads in the natural habitat. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's a little thick for trying to take the bike through there anyway. Cool. On foot we go. Luca and Mason both zoop the bikes into the bike pods. <laughs> and you all make your way into the forest. Cool. As you proceed and you are heading toward the shrine, are you trying to avoid wild Pokemon? Are you looking for any? What are you thinking? I'm not avoiding them, I don't think. Okay, cool. Yeah. In that case, go ahead and roll a D100. 79. All right. Don't know what it means. Never do. Can I make my active George? Yeah, you can make your active George Foreman. Okay, while you all are progressing through the woods, you are going for a little bit, following along this sort of familiar path. You see that it's still sort of lightly worn with the tracks of other Pokemon and things that seem to kind of come back and forth from this location and inhabit the area around it. And as you are going along, you see a small green caterpillar-looking Pokemon. I think I know who you are. And it looks at you. And, like, its eyes grow big, and then in a sort of state of panic, it just, like, shoots some little webbing out of its mouth. Roll initiative. Oh, come on! With initiative rolled, Pearl goes first with a 17. She sends out George Foreman and tells her to use Gust. The attack hits with a 14 and does a super effective 14 points of flying damage to the small green bug. It's then the Caterpie's turn, and it goes for a bug bite. But with a roll of four, it misses. On George Foreman's turn, Pearl shouts out for another gust. It hits with an 18 and does another 14 points of flying damage, knocking the Caterpie out of the battle as it goes flying back into the woods. Wow, Georgie! You have gotten stronger. Good technique. Wow, I'm impressed. Buzz five. And you continue on your way. Can a buzz five be when George Foreman like just like flaps the wings really fast and then messes up my hair like an ice cream cone and goes. Yes. Thank you. Your hair looks like a chocolate swirl. Yeah. Dreams. Buzz five. Buzz five. Cool. Okay, on we go. Great. And you continue further and further on your way, deeper into the forest. Roll another D100 for me. Okie dokie. 26. 
You continue a little bit further, and as you're looking around, actually with your passive perception, you see that there are some birds up in the trees, and one in particular sees the bunch of you walking along and sees George Foreman going ahead. It gets a hungry look in its eye, and it swoops down with a roll initiative. <laughs> with initiative rolled, Pearl goes first again with another 17. As the small tan and white bird swoops down toward George Foreman, Pearl shouts out for a sweet scent. Come on, Georgie, you can do it. Get him with kindness. But with a roll of 14, the bird succeeds on the save, swooping around and blowing back some of the sweet scent at Pearl and Combi. That takes us to the Pidgey's turn as it uses Gust. It hits with an 18 and does a super effective eight points of flying damage. Okay, don't let it get to us, bug bite. With a total of 20, George Foreman has a solid hit. Unfortunately, Bug Bite is not very effective, only doing five points of bug damage to the bird Pokemon. It's then the Pidgey's turn again, as it attacks with another Gust. It hits with a 15, but with a very low roll, only does six points of damage. Pearl then uses her turn to switch out to Coconut. All right, you did good, Georgie. Come on out, Coco. Pikachu! Pidgey flaps its wings and forces Coconut to make a constitution save as it kicks up some sand. But with a save of 12, sand attack does not affect the Pikachu. Pearl then tells Coconut to hit with a thunder shock. It makes contact with a 17, and for the damage... Oh, yes, I rolled high. Uh, 15? Doubled is 30, decidedly. <laughs> Fries that bird. Woo! Kentucky Fries! as the Pidgey flies off smoking. You still smell good, like a sweet barbecue scent. It has been defeated. Nice job, Coconut. Pikachu. I know he didn't stand a chance. Pikachu just like finger guns. <laughs> okay guys, let's keep going. Deeper and deeper you all go into the forest as the sun sinks lower in the afternoon sky. It's kind of fun to see this spot again, Luca. You know, like where we caught some other pokies. Yeah, it's nice. I, I really like it here a lot. It's it's very relaxing, very zen, mm -hmm. despite, you know, the battling. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but it's good. Mason's just looking around like, yeah, I, I like this a lot. Have you ever been over here? No, I mean, I've been in the Inoki Woods before, but it was a long time ago, I guess, technically, and I never really went in deep like this, so this is neat. Cool. Roll one more D100. 74. With the 74, you all are heading along your way. You can almost see the clearing up in the distance. And before you are able to get there, Lucas says, oh, watch out! And you actually lift your foot back up as you are about to step on a small spiky worm. Well, it's not really spiky all over, but it's this little brown worm that's got one point on the very tip of its head. Hi, little guy. <laughs> I like him. As another small bug is very frightened of these large people in the forest roll initiative. <laughs> with initiative rolled, Pearl goes first once again, this time with a 15. George Foreman the Combi goes for a gust attack as she bursts out and immediately unleashes a blast of wind. But with a nat 1, she ends up propelling the gust toward Pearl, Luca, and Mason instead. As they're knocked back a bit, Weedle exclaims, <laughs> No, it's really small. <laughs> as she says, Oh, okay. It's then the Weedle's turn, and it goes to attack with a poison sting, but it misses with a six. George Foreman goes for another gust, hitting this time with a 14. The attack does 12 points of super effective flying damage to the pointy-headed bug. The Weedle scurries along some tree trunks, trying to escape the wrath of the Combi, 
As it tries to get out of the way of the gust, it releases a string shot, which hits with a 15 and slows down George Foreman. Pearl shouts out for one last gust attack, which hits with a natural 20 and does 20 points of flying damage. Combi just shakes the string shot out of her wings and looses this powerful burst of wind that, much like the Caterpie, whooshes the Weedle away into the woods. Sorry, Weedle. We actually thought you were pretty cool. But with that, Weedle is defeated. Georgie, you have just been waiting to get in this game, huh? Ooh. Wowza. Those wings work out. Air five. It's a mohawk. I see the clearing up ahead, guys. Let's go. All right, yeah, let's do it. And they follow after you. With that, you all make your way into this meadow, this clearing that you've been in before. You see the familiar sights of the tree line dispersed out and the natural growth that seems to be here. Everything seems to shine a little brighter here. And before you, you see the shrine. Oh, we made it. Yes. Isn't it cool, Mason? This is really beautiful. Wow. I know. It kind of looks like the one that you guys had, but it's a lot nicer. Yeah, it definitely seems like the kind of stuff that we've seen before in other places, you know, other old sites and everything. There's there's something about it. It's weird that this one was kind of just like so close to you guys, but you never looked. Yeah, this one's really uh, tucked away. You guys have been walking for probably the better part of like an hour or two. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely one that is tucked away into the woods. And Mason says, yeah, I guess you know, if there was no writing on it or anything. There was no reason that we would have known. Um, thanks again for telling us that this was here. I mean, that's, that means a lot. Yeah, I kind of wish your dad would want to go see it, but I guess I get why he doesn't too. Everybody, play date! And I pop out all the balls. All of the Pokemon come out and start playing with each other. And as was the case last time you all were here, this sort of wave of just thankfulness and just happiness washes over you and you all are just very relieved to be here. Pearl lays down on the grass, starts picking flowers to make like a flower crown. Ah, look, it's a grass angel. Nice, nice. I like it. Thanks. So what do you want to do now that we're here? We're just hanging out or what do you think? Well, I mean, it's just so nice to be here, right? Yeah, it's really nice to be here. I mean, I never have any qualms with coming around. I do want to put on my like shadow eye spectacle for a second and see if I notice anything different with Fanta. As you put on the aura reader, the monocle, as mm -hmm. it were, <laughs> mm -hmm. you slide it over your eye and you look around and you actually see that Fanta and Elle and Tarzan all are kind of drawn to the shrine. They're all kind of looking at it a little curiously. Fanta's kind of pecking the ground around it a little bit, checking things out. Sneasel is running her claws over some of the stones and Tarzan is actually like hopped on top of it and is looking around and stuff. As far as the aura, you can still see that there is just the faintest bit of shadow coming off of Fanta and L, and there's a little more coming off of Trico. But as you are looking at the shrine, you see something that you didn't really expect. Instead of the purpley wispiness that you see on the Pokemon, there is, for some unexplained reason because there's no shadow energy picking up on the aura reader you see that there's a sort of like light green glow around the edges of the shrine hey guys look at this and i share that all with them oh wow that's interesting i wonder what that's about and i just want to walk over and like put fonta right on top of it Brr. do you like it Brr. okay 
What was the thing again? What does it say again, guys? Like something about the winged flying. Here is peace and joy and love and just believe. Then you write it down. Hashtag YOLO. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I wrote it on a napkin. I mean, the professor gave it to me all nice and stuff, but then I wrote it again on a napkin. What, what's it say? Okay. Mm-mm. And I think she is pretty bold, knowing our pearl. And she puts her hand right on it and says it. Great. And I also think Fanta, like, follows and puts a wing on it, too. Absolutely. Like, sitting on top, we both just go and slap our hands on it. <laughs> okay. You do. Hearts that were shut by pain and darkness, but opened once more by love and kindness. Walk to this shrine in harmony to meet the one who walks on land and sky. Great gratitude shall then be shown as friends may reap what they have sown. A heart once full of fear and unease shall be purified with a spirit of peace. Amen. As you speak these words, the runes on the stones of the shrine begin to glow. The entire clearing begins to have a sort of sparkling rainbow glimmer around it in the light of the setting sun. Flower buds that you hadn't noticed before begin to bloom, each pink with six petals blossoming from the center. You hear a faint sound above, and as you look up, you see a small Pokemon floating down in your direction from a nearby tree. On first glance, it almost resembles a tiny white and green reindeer with a small scarf made from these flower petals. It's only about one foot tall, and you feel even stronger waves of this positive energy pulsating from this Pokemon. It doesn't open its mouth to speak, but you hear a voice. You're back. I hoped you would return. I am Shaman, the Guardian of Gratitude. friends, Jonah here to say thank you for listening to Postcards from Pearl. I'd like to take a moment to tell you about our amazing partner, Dice Envy. We are huge fans of their products. Uh, my newest set of metal dice actually just came in a few days ago, and I am absolutely in love with them. I posted a picture of them over on our Twitter if you want to take a gander. They are so shiny, so nice. And if you're looking to add to your dice hoard, you can get 10% off of your purchase at Dice Envy by going to DiceEnvy.com QuestCo or by using promo code QuestCo at checkout. That's Q-U-E-S-T-C-O for 10% off of your entire order. If you're a fan of what we do here on Quest Company Jr. and you want to give us a boost, please go to our page on the Apple Podcasts app or wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a rating and review. It's such a big help to us, seriously. When we had that big influx of reviews that came in before the last episode, I could see how that bumped us up on the charts. Your feedback truly does make a difference. And if you really love what we do here at Quest Company Jr. and you want to take the next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us with necessary expenses, help us continue to improve the quality of the show, and get access to exclusive content and patron rewards. 
Supreme thank you to our latest patron, Jackson, whose generous support has now bumped us over the triple digit mark and unlocked our next patron goal, which means it looks like I'll need to start prepping for our upcoming Muppets-themed mini-campaign here on Quest Company Jr. I am so excited to put that together. Again, thank you to Jackson and all of our amazing patrons for helping us hit that milestone. If you'd like to give us that same support, you could do so at patreon.com slash questcompanypodcast. You can find the link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanyjunior.com. If you'd like to contact us, you could do so directly through our website or by finding us on Instagram and Twitter at Junior. You can also hang out with us in our Discord that we have for both Quest Company and Quest Code Junior. The link to that is on our website and Twitter. We know that word of mouth is the best way to get people listening to a new podcast. So please, if you're enjoying the show, let other people know. If we see you tweeting about us or posting fan art using hashtag Junior or hashtag postcards from Pearl, you might get a character named after you on the show. And if you have fan art of the podcast that you want to share, just make sure when you post it to tag us so that we can see it. Speaking of fan art, thank you to Fisher Peach at Peach Doodles on Twitter for sending us a drawing of Pearl as the Pokemon champion. She looks so refined and beautiful, and Seely's a dugong, and it made us very emotional and excited about where this show's going long term. So thank you, Peach. If you haven't seen that, go check it out on our Instagram and Twitter or on the fan art page of the website where we have a gallery of all the art that people have sent us. I'm actually working on making sure I've got that gallery all updated right now. Ha ha. Quest Company Jr. is a proud member of Podicon Go, a group of independent podcasts supporting high-quality content that's fun for the whole family. This week, we want to highlight Dice Tower Theater, a uniquely narrated audio drama based around the events of a real-life tabletop RPG campaign. Swords, sorcery, and adventure await in this high-fantasy adventure. You can hear the Dice Tower Theater promo at the end of these announcements. I'd like to take a moment to thank all of the wonderful artists whose music is featured in this episode. Thank you to Foolboy Media for the song Video Game Land. Thanks to Glitch X City for the song Diamond and Pearl Eterna Forest Lo-Fi Remix. Thanks to Visager for the songs Battle, The Great Forest, and Shrine. Thank you to Sock Puppet for the song Moon Drops. Thanks to The Oracalcan for the song Clairvoyant Eulogy. And thank you to TabletopAudio.com for providing the ambient sounds. That's all for me, so let's get back to the episode. Thank you for joining us here on Quest Company Jr. I can still hear Zoran ask. Dice Tower Theater's Dawn of Dragons, a unique narrated audio drama based around a basement tabletop role-playing game. Six children grow up in the dawning epicenter of a new war. Two brothers, Benedict the Pious and Careful, and Zane the Carefree, are joined by their younger cousin, Cordelia, the blacksmith and seamstress's daughter, their friends, Zoran, the son of the local justice, and Sophie, the abandoned sister of a young and beautiful sword for hire, accompany them on this journey. Sword, sorcery, and adventure await to engage the listener along the way in our 20 minutes or less episodes. We hope you enjoy Dice Tower Theater's Dawn of Dragons, a proud member of the family-friendly Patagon Go Network. <laughs> I'm sorry, I... I was just thinking.
girl's face is struck frozen with delight, and she then strikes a yoga pose. For all y'all who know yoga pose, you can imagine sitting chair or eagle. Both of those would work. And Pearl just goes, Hi, um, I'm Pearl. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm Luca. Pose, Luca! Oh, right, uh... And he does what's probably not actually a yoga pose, but just some sort of convoluted, like... <laughs> Gratitude pose. <laughs> yes. And Mason says, oh, uh, hi, I'm Mason. And uh, just does a yoga pose as well. <laughs> okay, nice, nice, nice team. Good job, good job, squad. Just kind of following your lead on that one. I see that you've come back to the clearing. What has brought you Um, well, we, we really liked this place. Um, and it's really nice and... Uh, we like to be here. And, um, um, there are other shrines out there, and not a, not a lot of them are so nice as you, so I wanted to show Mason the nice shrine. Hi, I'm Pearl. You're so majestic. I know who you are. I saw you last time. Cool. Um, I know who a lot of people are, too. And she switches her yoga pose. It's now tree. I think that Shaman is just sort of waiting for whatever you have to like ask it or say to it or anything like that as you have summoned her. Sheesh. Guys, I think I summoned this Shaman. What should I do, guys? I, I don't know. I mean, this is, um, hi, uh, Luca here once again. And he oh, like oh, switches his pose one Shaman more time. knows, Luca. Shaman knows. Uh, so, um, so we've got these, uh, we got these shadow Pokemon who are here. Um, oh, yeah, this is my baby chick. And I hold out Torchic to it. Hello, Fanta. Shaman looks at Fanta and looks at Elle and at Tarzan, and she actually goes and flies in front of them. I don't know if you set Fanta down or keeping on holding Fanta or anything. But. I'm just, like, cupped. Fanta is cupped in my hands, its little legs dangling out. As you're holding him, the shaman says, come. And Fanta just kind of looks at you and then just hops down and then goes and stands over next to El and Tarzan. Shaman floats in front of them and takes a good look at each one of them individually. And she just says, oh, so much pain, so much hurt, so much fear. But you have come so far. You fought for the light. Thank you. And she looks to you and Luca. The Torchic and the Sneasel are ready. Trico needs more time. As she says that, Luca kind of like looks down for a second. And Tarzan, the Trico, kind of crosses his arms and closes his eyes, faces in the other direction. But do not worry, human. He's on his way. Luca goes and takes a deep breath and scoops up Tarzan in his arms. And the Trico resists for a moment before giving in and just allowing himself to be held. And Luca says, yeah, yeah, that's right. He's on his way. He looks down at Tarzan. We got this. Wait, wait. What do you mean they're ready? Are, are they going to leave us? I, I love Fonta. Please, um, I know, I know, I know Fonta has worked really hard, but maybe they can still stay with us. I wasn't going to take them from you, Pearl. Oh, thank gosh. Oh, well, the last thing I wanted to do was start an epic battle during a shrine field. Oh, that was not my style. Woo! Okay, thanks. Thanks. Okay, I just had to clear that out in the air. All right, so what's next? Shall I complete their purification? Whoa, yeah, I guess. Okay. Fanta, are you ready? 
And Fanta looks really excited and like happy. Say goodbye to Fanta and become Fanta. And L actually looks the most outright happy I think that you've ever seen L at this point. Like she's always got that sort of standoffishness about her, that sort of coolness, but I think that she's genuinely feeling like warm and and excited about whatever's coming next. But you agree and Luca gives a nod as well. Shaman goes and plucks two Gracidia flowers from the surrounding meadow, these pink six-petaled flowers, and she places one on each of the two Pokemon. I sit right on top of their heads. Please tell me they're right on top of their heads. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) They both get this mystical light green aura around them for a moment, similar to the one around the shrine that you saw in your aura reader. And for a moment, as these sparkles swirl, they are lifted into the air. Their silhouettes shine in front of the sunset and you see bits of this shadow energy, the last that was in them, trying to escape as Pearl's singing the whole time. These smoky tendrils leave their bodies before being evaporated in the light. And the aura starts to fade as L is lowered to the ground. Fanta, however, continues floating for a bit longer, still glowing. You also see Fanta's form begin to change. The small, fiery chicken in its tiny little body starts expanding. You see the feet, the claws get bigger, and you see the head grow longer, the neck more erect. You see the tiny, tiny wings actually spread out and become these larger wings. And as the aura fades and Fanta comes back to the ground, Fanta the Torchic has evolved into a Combuskin. <gasps> and Fanta and L are no longer shadow Pokemon. Ah! Pearl's mouth is she's so happy. Tears are streaming down her cheeks and she runs to Fanta. Fanta hugs you <gasps> with his arms that he has now. And um, it's like the transformation scene in Beauty and the Beast. And Fanta says, Is it you? I always believed in you. What? Who are you now? You're like a big chicken. (laughs) I love you, Fanta. And I try to throw Fanta in the air. Make a strength check. Oh, it's going to backfire. (laughs) Five. You go to lift Fanta, and it's just nothing doing. But then Fanta actually picks you up and throws you in the air. I love it! Shaman, thank you! You're welcome. Can you do this for everybody that we bring to you? Yes. There are a lot of, pe- lot of pokies that are, that are in trouble. I know. I've seen and I have felt the darkness that is out there, and I know that you all are capable of helping of spreading the light. And the last time you were here, you could not see me. You couldn't see me until you knew the words, but I knew you could learn them. It was just a matter of time. There is a bright light in both of you. And she looks directly at Luca. Don't let anyone change that. But this other, who was not with you when you visited last, and she turns and she looks at Mason. You. There is a darkness about you. I can see it. You've been there, haven't you? Mason just shrinks a little bit and 
nods his head. Do you have any response to that at all? No, Pearl also is like, eek, and just holds Fonz's hand. Wow, your hand's so big now. Mason just says, well, what do you mean? I Yes, I have, um, some things have happened, but I, what, what are you saying? I, I, there's, there's something on me? There's, what, what are you talking about? Can, can you fix it? And Shaman says, I cannot. I can perform the final step to purify a Pokemon who's been touched by the darkness, but a human who has been to his realm, I'm afraid I cannot do what is needed. But, as you said, you know that there are other shrines, other places out there. I am not the only guardian. There are others, just as there are those who seek to destroy the light to envelop all in shadow. The stench of death is upon you, she says to Mason. If you wish to be pure again, you must return the relic stolen by your father back to whence it came. From there, your hope lies upon a wishing star and upon the one who can grant your wish. Whoa, Luca, is that why it kind of smells like, like the stench of death? I think it's more of a metaphorical stench of but death. have you smelled Mason lately? No, I haven't been sniffing Mason. That's why I made Georgie do sweet scent. <laughs> <laughs> she says this all underneath her breath. Hopefully Mason doesn't hear. <laughs> I think that Mason is just dumbfounded by all of this. What do you mean when you say his realm? Who's he? The one that shall not be named? He is the one who lies in the world beyond understanding. In the distortion world. Giratina. Dun, dun, dun! If you've been to his realm, you have been tainted by it and it is in you. And as I said, I cannot reverse what has happened, but there is another guardian who can. It's who? Oh, it's the wishing star one, the one you already told us about. Okay, I promise I've been listening. And she strikes a yoga pose. <laughs> Shaman looks at you all and says, There are three other shrines of the light. To the north, there is the shrine of dreams. To the south, the shrine of time. And to the east, the shrine of wishes. I like all those things. Should you find them, the guardians there should be able to help you. But what if we don't know the right words to say? Like, we had to get a translation to, to really meet you. I believe that you could figure it out. You've gotten this far. All right, valid. And of course, there are other places similar to this one, but they are places of darkness. And where the darkness resides, I cannot tell. But you know, don't you? Again, she says to Mason, the darkness comes from so many places, from ourselves and our inner demons, from the fear of death, from beyond understanding, even from other worlds, there is darkness that comes to threaten the light, but you must always fight. I cannot remain much longer. Is there anything else that you wish to ask me? Pearl comes up and gives a big hug. You do. Thank you so much. Thank you. What if we really need you? Can we only reach you here? Unfortunately, yes. I cannot go with you. I must stay here and guard the shrine. But just because I do not travel with you does not mean that I am not in your heart and you in mine. We may be apart, but in our purpose, we are united. Remember this. And I know that you will be back. When Trico is ready and when you bring others to the light, return to me. I will be waiting. Do you have anything else? Can I take a 
flower? Yes, you may. Yikes! She takes the flower and she puts it in her squid backpack. You do. And as the sun sets, the rainbow glimmer of the meadow begins to disperse. I'm thankful that we are friends now. And Shaman is gone. Wow. Pearl turns, expecting to see Fanta. And then she jumps. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Hi, Fanta. <laughs> you look great. You're so big. Fanta is significantly bigger now. Man, I love it. You kind of look like a little ninja chicken. And he starts doing a little flat ball change with his longer legs now. Woo! You're doing it, little Fanta! Elle, you look great too. Sneeze And she's just like kind of climbing all over Luca right now. She's super happy. Luca just looks thrilled. Aww. He just says, you're back. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that you're back. Pearl walks over to Mason. Well, hey. Hey, are you okay? Um, that was a lot. And Pearl just gives him a big hug. Yeah, I know you're not okay, but it's okay. Thanks. Yeah, I just, uh, obviously I knew that, um, you know, me and dad got into some pretty bad stuff when we went snooping around where we shouldn't and we ended up in the distortion world, but I didn't know that there were going to be... Lasting effects like this, I guess. I, I, did, yeah. I didn't even know. I didn't even know that I had. Uh, I, I, I didn't know. Nobody gave you the consequence, pros and cons list. Yeah, it just kind of happened. Um, so I guess I gotta find whatever this wishing star thing is, and find this shrine. I, I don't know. Um, do you think your dad would want to come with you? He might. He would need it too, right? We would both need it. Yeah. Well, maybe we should go back to your dad and tell him what happened. I think that's a good idea. I think that's a good idea. Do you think we can make it back tonight, or? I don't know, but I do know a great slumber party stop. Pearl types in in her pokey gear. You type in your pokey gear what? Holly's Honey Hut. Oh my gosh! You pull up the town map function and you put in the address. Mm-hmm. And you can get there. It'll be obviously since the sun is like set now. It'll be a little bit into the night, but. It's not going to be super late. It would be the next, like, best halfway spot, right? Yeah. Okay. I call Holly. Or the business number. You call the business number? Like, whatever. I could, However I could reach Holly. You call the Honey Hut, and she says, oh, hello, Holly's Honey Hut. We are actually... Holly! 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 Hi! It's I... me! It's me! It's me! It's Pearl! Hi, Holly! Listen! Listen to Fanta now! Ah! Whoa, oh, what, what is... Silly. Yeah, and then and here's here's L. See that? Okay, Hi, so what's what's going on? I'm sorry. Hi, Pearl. What's what's happening? Holly, um, I kind of need a spot to sleep. Could I sleep at your place tonight? Sure. Yeah, that's okay, fine. Great. Just I'll be here with three more friends. Bye. You hang up. <laughs> <laughs> she knows she could call me back. Cut to Holly as she was closing up shop. She just sighs and goes to the freezer and gets a fresh tub of ice cream. That's right. That's right. Good woman there. Okay, guys, let's go. Yeah, all right. Sounds good. I think we start to walk out of the woods. Pearl gathers up the whole crew and she just takes one last look over her shoulder and takes a deep breath in, looks at her flower. Thanks, Shaman. You feel just a wave of thankfulness wash over you one last time. See you soon. And you turn around to leave. 
now that it's dark, you all make your way back through the trail and you get back to the main road. No issue. You aren't accosted by any more wild Pokemon or anything like that. We hop on our bikes. You get the bikes out of the pods and hop on and you all drive down Route 1 until you hit Holly's Honey Hut. Woo! Holly! As you roll up, the porch lights are on and she was out there waiting and she says... Hey, so I thought that you all were going to Bolette and going around. You decided to come back around? Oh, well, we went to Bolette. Look at my badge. Oh, my goodness. Congratulations. Thanks. And then we had to make a detour in the woods. Um, So we just figured this would be a nice little stopping point so we were not traveling all night. I'm 10. I'm exhausted. You may think from the chipperness of my voice that I never get tired, but no, I'm going to crash in about two seconds. And it'll be a deep sleep. You know, I have kids of my own. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, no, you all can... I have guest rooms, so absolutely, you all can spend the night. This is no problem. Thanks, Holly. Pearl gives her a big hug, and um, while she's hugging her, she grabs a tub of ice cream and starts to walk her way up to her room. (laughs) (laughs) Holly says nothing as she remembers the deal for ice cream for life. Yes. Dreams. What flavor was the ice cream? Mint chocolate chip. Nice. Before we all go to our separate rooms, Pearl wants to kind of snag Luca real quick. Okay. Easy enough. Without Mason around. Okay. Okay. Hey, Luca. You and Mason are going to be in the same room, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, good. I think you need to stick with him. Yeah, totally. Because if I was him and I just heard I'm, like, super different than everybody else, I might try to make a break for it. Oh. Well, I, I hope he doesn't. I mean, he knows we're his friends. Yeah, yeah. I just want, you know, if you can keep an eye on him, I think that's the right call. Yeah. All right, we'll do that. Cool. Night, Luca. Night. Night, Al. And I give a high five. Sneeze out. Woo! I've waited to do that for so long. And you just go up to your room for the night? Yeah. Awesome. You head up to your room and you just go to bed? I think all three of the cuddle bunch, the um, Coco and, because Coco's not staying out of the ball with, with a tub of ice cream in my bedroom, um, Celie <laughs> and Fanta, we all just kind of eat our ice cream and like, you know, laugh and chat and have, have antics. You have a little ice cream party. Yeah. There's like a tiny bowl for George Foreman. Yeah. And Sylvia's just got one bite that she's eating very slowly. Nice. I think for Georgie specifically, hey, George Foreman, you can go see everybody and tell them of your adventures if you want to. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. And I um, open the window. Ooh. And she flies in her typical anything but straight pattern. <laughs> As she loops and zigzags and everything else, and in the most inconvenient way possible, flies over to the beehives. Great, great. I want her to, you know, have that night and catch up. Yeah, totally. But yeah, so Sylvia's just eating really, really slowly one scoop of ice cream. Celia, I feel alive. Let's jump on the bed. Boing, boing, boing. Oh, and Pearl crashes. Like mid-ice cream and spoon crash. Ah! You do. You all have made it through pretty much the whole tub, so you're not wasting a whole bunch of ice cream Thank or anything. You. Thank you. But as soon as you are jumping and everything, you just collapse. And I just love the image of you with the cuddle bunch curled up around you, Sealy, Coconut, the newly evolved Fanta. An empty carton of ice cream on the floor. And Slackoth still awake, working on that one spoonful. <laughs> Perfect. Later that night, 
After you've gone to bed, you've collapsed with your ice cream. All of the lights are off in the house. We see the room that Mason and Luca are in. They're both lying in bed asleep. Mason is snuggled up next to Yamask and Tufus is just kind of sprawled out on top of Luca. We come in closer and one of Yamask's red eyes opens with a look of fear and it turns to Mason. As Mason exhales in his sleep, some familiar dark wisps roll out of his mouth like a fog, continuing as he inhales and exhales. After a little while, it subsides. Yamask looking on the whole time. After it stops, just snuggles in tighter, but its eyes don't close and silent tears just start falling down its cheeks. We then fade to the manor, where we see Professor Nichols in his study, his back to us. Daniel's writing in his notebook, multiple books open in front of him and the keystone in a chair across the room with the cleanse tag still on it. As he's writing, the same dark wisps begin floating from his hand as he's jotting down his notes. He stops as he notices this looking at his hand and then he stands and goes to the mirror. We see his face sink as he stares at his own reflection with dark wisps beginning to emanate from his own mouth and eyes as well. In the background, we see the faintest purple glow in the runes of the keystone before it dims once more and the smoke dissipates. The professor continues to look at himself in the mirror as his expression changes from one of worry to one of terror. As we look once more at his reflection, we see a familiar jack-o'-lantern face staring back at him. No! Oh, no. And that's where we'll end this episode. No! knew in my heart of hearts, but then Pearl also knew. Are you looking for high-quality, family-friendly podcasts? Shows that are safe for younger or more sensitive listeners. Podicon Go is a reliable corner of the internet for the kind of podcast that everyone can enjoy. From educational programs to conversational topics and incredible storytelling and role-playing shows in a variety of styles, themes, and age groups. Podicon Go is a group of independent podcast creators dedicated to creating high-quality programs that provide family fun for everyone. Visit podicongo.com for an ever-growing lineup of shows, complete with descriptions and ways you can listen. Connect with the Podicon Go family-friendly podcast network on Facebook and Twitter. P-O-D-I-C-O-N Go! It's podcast fun for everyone. Podicon Go! Thank you for listening to Postcards from Poa and Crush Company Jr.